Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, where we believe your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go. On this episode, I have a conversation with Keith Yarbrough, who's been leading students on mission trips for nearly three decades. Let's tune into this conversation and see how God is using students to make a difference in the world and also at home. Well, I'm thankful to have Keith Yarbrough here today. Uh, this conversation is going to be exciting because I've known Keith for quite some time. How are you doing, Keith? Great, Tim. I mean, really, it's really cool to be here. Awesome. I, I've just uh, enjoyed our friendship, to be honest with you. Well, likewise. And I'm going to dive into something uh, because you and I were in Haiti when the earthquake hit. I mean, talk about flashback. Yes. Wow. That was uh, quite an introduction to a country and to the Detellis the family in a really strong way, too. Right, because I was there with you and students from Foundation Academy mm-hmm. and First Baptist Church Winter Garden. You had led a team of students. So now here we are. Gosh, you're going back to Haiti February 2018? Yes, February 2019. You'll be there with students from Foundation Academy. That's right. So let's just kind of fast forward to today. Why are you going on a trip again with more students? I've been taking students on mission trips for 30 years, um, just all over the world, and the United States and other country. One of the early times going, I asked myself a question because I saw such a great need in places in the world for the gospel and for uh, the influence that we could have. And it's like I had to deal with my own questions of why am I going back to the United States where there's churches everywhere and the gospel Mm -hmm. is shared uh, instead of just staying myself. And I felt like I got a clear picture from the Lord way back then that's not changed, and that is I needed to come back and introduce to young people the uh, opportunities and the need for them to one day either go or ascend. And that call really hasn't changed, and so thus Haiti is the most recent of places that I've taken students. And now 2010 was when the earthquake Hit. You were there with students. Mm-hmm. Now, 2019, you're back still. You've been going every year, Correct. bringing students. I mean, that's a long period of time. You must have some really great awareness and insight to how mission trips are impacting the lives of students after they get home from that experience. Can you share anything with us on what you've observed? Matter of fact, I was just uh, in the application process for the uh, February trip coming up in 2019 and was talking to some other adult leaders about the Haiti trip and about why. One of the things that's been consistent in every trip uh, when I return home with students is that they don't think the same way anymore. Haiti especially because of its extreme poverty. And so they, they come home, they appreciate what they have, who they have. They appreciate their families often way more. They realize that there are many things they've been petty about, sure. thinking so important that are no longer that important. When we get to worship with the uh, Haitian folks there in their congregations, one of the things I've heard continually over the years is they are so joyful and so happy in their worship and they have nothing, well, compared to what we have. I hear kids say that over and over again. Yeah, and I would imagine for a parent who's thinking, gee, should I send my student or my kids on mission trip? That's kind of risky I mean, yes. to go overseas in some regards. But the payoff for their life in their heart when they get back home is pretty huge. And I know that um, just to get a little personal for you, you have a son 
Jonathan that's been taking mission trips and you've seen an impact in him. I guess we can talk about your sure. son personally, if you don't mind. Sure. What what life changes have you noticed for him? Well, let, let me say, first of all, I've got two older daughters that, that went on overseas mission projects in the past. They are in their 30s now, and they still are engaged with missions in their churches oh. And encouraging others to go, taking them to places in Eastern Europe and the Middle East, etc. But Jonathan, my son, yes, most recently he went to Haiti with us back in uh, last year, 2018. Did some videography of what he's called to do. But then he went to Cuba for spring break of Southeastern University and as a team member. And then came home from that and God just blew some doors wide open yeah. uh, for his life. He's traveled about eight 10 countries this summer as a videographer for Southeastern's mission projects. He's had a heart for the Lord already, and that was God putting those things together. I think he was in Zambia, uh, and he texted her, and he says, Mom, Dad, I've now seen the things that I've heard you talk about all these years. That, to me, was the most powerful thing I could have heard. Because I remember the scripture and the word where uh, Job said it, and it was like says, I've heard of you, but now I've seen you, hmm. speaking of the Lord. And so Jonathan experienced on the mission field things that he could not have experienced here in the United States, or at least in our area of the United States. Yeah. One of the big reasons I wanted you here today, Keith, to interview you and have the conversation about how missions has impacted your life and the students you have led on teams is for that very reason. It awakens something in the heart. Mm-hmm. There was a theologian, I forget um, who it was, but they made the statement that God is everywhere. What we lack is awareness yes, of God. Yes. And it awakens in the heart of a student, oh my goodness, you know, there's God at work. I'm still impressed with the longevity of your missional efforts over the years. I mean, 30 plus years taking teams through student ministry, now through Christian schools. Tell me this, when you have looked at the life of a student and you're helping to develop them as a leader, because I know that you've been involved with uh, Student Leadership Institute, what have you seen how missions has helped mature their leadership as a student? They begin to take certain things serious that they never took before, just about their own influence. They look at opportunities differently. Uh, and thus they see those opportunities around them for others. Uh, it's not just for themselves, but they begin to see what potential is there. Right now, we've got students. They came up with different ways to put together shoeboxes for kids for Haiti. We've done it before. How can we get more funding? Uh, rather than handing out a box in a car line at the school, right. uh, let's just offer that opportunity, but just say, give us a dollar, one dollar, and we will build the box for you. Putting together ideas of giving uh, like gift bags for families in Haiti from going into the villages, they're doing that and they're initiating things that they would have never thought about initiating before. Their heart is softened towards those needs. And when I say need, not a need for things as much as a need of people, people's Mm -hmm. needs, and thus what does that look like? Now, over the long haul, uh, in the years, I've watched students come home and actually end up leading, working with international mission organizations. For instance, one young man that I had on a mission project years ago, he led the whole, let's just say, relief effort in Afghanistan after the war wow. from Cyprus, from another country. And so others in Kenya, others in places like that, that they've grown up to actually yeah. be key leaders. So I still see that type of thing happening with young people today. And that's why I keep saying, Lord, hasn't changed the call. It may change the immediate venue, but um, 
as long as God keeps showing me stuff like that, I did, why, why would I, why would I want to do anything else? Right, you're helping to put those students in those situations to, to they can so that God can speak right into their lives with their gifting, their abilities, and then develop their passions in a direction that will uh, cause them to flourish and the gospel to be spread and flourish. There's an author, Mark Batterson, who made the statement that change of place, change of pace, changes perspective. And I love that statement because it, when you take a student, you move them to a new area, mm-hmm. you know, to serve, even if it's someplace domestic or internationally. Right. It changes their perspective. That's correct. Um, you just to bring a little frame of reference, you're serving at Foundation Academy in Winter Garden, Florida, and your students there are involved with the new mission Shoebox Drive. Right. And so you have students that are leading those initiatives and campaigns, which is amazing in itself. But then because they went on a mission trip, they gained perspective on the why, but now they're being innovative in the how. That's right. Which is which is great maturity. But one other step of leadership that fascinates me on how students can become, in essence, equipped to be better leaders for the kingdom is the spiritual impact in their own life. Talk to me for a moment about what you've noticed in regards to the depth of, oh my gosh, yeah, God is real. Yeah, I've heard of God, been to church, you know, memorized the verse. <laughs> but now I went on a mission trip and I saw that he really does matter. Well, it's one thing with the young people, you have to temper their return to this culture, their impatience. They've seen need, then they come back and their peers sometimes they're going, why are you even worried about that now? You know, right. as you work with them, they begin to actually become leaders of their peers. Hmm. In fact, uh, this upcoming 2019 trip to Haiti, probably 50% of that team were enlisted by a few that had gone before. Wow. Uh, and so thus they become leaders among their peers and their own lives, the change that they experienced, they are communicating directly to those around them. For the most part, I don't recruit the previous group recruits and the sense of you've got to do this. And one of the things I have to say about uh, very specifically about going to Haiti, I have still never forgotten the moment I walked into the new missions offices and headquarters in Orlando for the very first time. I had not been to Haiti. I walked in the door and there was this big sign. Actually, it was not a sign. It was a picture, a Caribbean picture. Uh, and across the top of it was the words too close to ignore. And, and I just had to stop and look. I began to think, okay, that's, I can't get away from that statement. Mm. And then as we went, and as we've seen, taking a student into Haiti gives us the cross-cultural experience that I had sought all these years, because all the other mission projects I've sought to take students on have been to get them out of their comfort zone, right. out of their cultural norm. When you live in Central Florida, you can't out-entertain a kid, all right? Right. It's impossible. The, 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 the top of the entertainment world is in Central Florida. And so you can't, you can't entertain them into following Jesus. Uh, you have to let the Spirit of God get right to the very heart of what really matters, knowing him and then, of course, the people that, mm-hmm. uh, that they can reach. You know, I've continued to tell parents, we're only talking a place 900 miles from here. That's like driving up the country. And that's awakening in itself. That's exactly right. I want them to catch a vision. Mm. I want them to catch a vision. And so it's not even about the work we're doing. Right. Uh, the work we're doing, anyone could probably do. It's, it's about the, what they see, what God shows them and speaks to them. How does life change for a student to live out the gospel You know where they live? Well, the first thing that's 
is telling when it comes to young people is when you have parents say they're different. Hmm. Uh, it's one thing for their their youth leader, myself, that they see once or twice a week. You get the uh, highlight reel. Yeah, I get the highlight reel, exactly. Um, but when parents say that their kid, their son, their daughter, um, they're they're different they, sure. in, a, in a positive way. What are, what are some of those stories or the feedback you're receiving from parents post-trip on how students' lives are reshaped at home? Sometimes it's really just about stuff. It's not they go home and throw everything away. It's not they go home and don't use the things they had or, you know, but they, there's a valuing. There's a, mm. there's a, there's a sense of change of value uh, to the stuff that they have. This is not obviously uh, across the board, but there are students where their relationship with their siblings changes mm. because they've gone and they played with a little child that has nothing at all, you know, and, and, and lights up over a bouncing ball. And uh, instead of us being angry because we can't get our device charged, you know, or right. whatever. So in a family setting, and uh, I know they're better uh, participants in their churches. They come home and they start to engage more in the ministry that they're part of. Now, you have an extensive history working with students in student ministry. And you mentioned just then about mm -hmm. their involvement in church life. I'd love your perspective on how you have seen missions influence the impact of students in the local church to serve and, and become leaders in the student ministry. What has that been like for you over the years? Quite profound. In fact, one of the goals I had early on was to keep introducing adults that might be a youth leader, uh, maybe a parent, even a, one of the students, that, and take them with me. And then the goal had been that I take them on projects with me and eventually launch them to take projects or take students on mm -hmm. trips themselves. Those students reach beyond themselves to other students in the church ministry. Right. Those adults reach beyond themselves and their influences within the church. And then you create a mindset, not us, but about them, whoever them might be in right. the world. There's an adult couple took with a couple of times overseas, three different times. And then one year coming home, I said, I think it's time for you to take a group next year. It was a group into the, let's say, the back hills of Appalachia, mm -hmm. a totally different world, culture. And they began taking students there. I think they just took their eighth trip wow. this year. The next one, they might not go on because of their own personal life situation, but people they've taken with them, adults, will be taking, they will be taking students. And these are all been student trips. In fact, they even took two adult trips over that time. They, and then those same people I've watched support other students and other mission organizations yeah. and endeavors and um, and then actually help build the mission focus in the church. I noticed that oftentimes people can make this statement, well, what are you doing traveling way over there? I mean, aren't there plenty of needs right here? Um, oh but what I notice is that because you went way over there, you come back here and you're awakened to the needs nearby. But like you just said, then you're awakening that leadership drive in students and adults right. to help empower and send. And that's my hope and prayer even within New Missions is that you may go on a mission trip, visit Haiti or the Dominican Republic, but afterwards it's the beginning of where is God sending you? That's right. Because your mission field is wherever you go. Um, how important do you think the culture of America needs new leaders that get this? We need to be godly, but also our, we need to serve people right here at home. I think what we're seeing in our culture is among, let's just say, 
young adults, very young adults, uh, as they're trying to find something that matters. Mm. I think some of the, uh, let's just say, protesting that we see is not as much uh, coordinated as a, as a protest as a search. They're searching for something, that a purpose that's bigger than themselves. Sadly, I think they're actually being directed to take down things instead of build up mm. in our culture. And it doesn't mean that there's certain things that don't need to be taken down. I'm not saying that. But that becomes the focus, the tearing down rather than the building up. Sure. If you can actually begin to help them see, they can actually build up and make a difference. In fact, even with my son, we were talking about him earlier. At one time, you just wanted to go around the world, see things, videotape things, and take risk. And we talked about risk taking. He's an adventuresome right? And uh, very much. And I said, son, I said, you know, I'm all about you taking risk, but make sure they have eternal significance. Hmm. Uh, and we see a young adult culture in our world that's looking to be famous on Instagram, t- taking risk for risk's sake. Of course, then when he ended up heading to places like into Venezuela recently and into which is in chaos and into places around the world, I had to remember what I told him about that risk taking that I just had to step back and say, okay, God, you got this. Hmm. I, I want to tag on to that for a moment, Keith, because it, it, that what you just said spoke to me and, and that's the essence of courage for the purpose of faith. Yeah, It says in scripture that it's impossible to please God without faith. You right. know? But, but the courage component, Often that's the link. We've talked a lot about students in this conversation, but I even think for us individually, the risk is comfort. Like I can become too comfortable, therefore I don't have the courage to take the step of faith. Yeah. Just to get a little personal with me for a moment. How has missions been a catalyst for you to have courage in your faith? I never really thought about it years ago, but I realized that places I took students, I'd never been in most Mm -hmm. cases. And I would make a pre-trip, you know, you know, just a, a few months ahead in many cases, I began to realize that you just had to trust the Lord in every step of the way. Talking about taking kids to Haiti. Now, there are kids that won't go because their parents are afraid. And I get that. In other words, I, you know, I've lived that personally. Even in thinking about risk, okay, I, I try to think about that as a factor for a parent, particularly when I'm talking students. Hmm. For How do I help them get past that? And one of the things is, I think, when it comes to leadership, and back to maybe leadership thought here myself, I used to say this, and then I quit, and I'll tell you what I say now. I used to say, well, you know, if God wants them there, then that's the safest place on the planet for them. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I still think that's true, but I, I realized something. Uh, you know, we left a place in Israel one time. Within two days later, there were Scud missiles hitting from uh, wow. Syria. And I went, okay, God, where God wants us is the safest place from an eternal perspective. It might not always be from our physical well-being, but that's not what God promised us. He never promised us physical well-being and safety. You look, all you got to do is look at the apostles. All you got to do is look at anybody in the book of Acts and their journeys, and you go, I can't promise you nothing will ever happen, but I can promise you if if you're right where God wants you, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. I then seek to do everything I can to be a responsible leader to make sure I have not been reckless, I have not been careless in preparations. And that's why this is not a plug, in a sense, really for new missions, although it is. That's why I trust your brother on the ground in Haiti that when he says, come ahead, I'll put the kids on a plane and I'll come ahead. In other words, so I trust the leadership. It's a matter of being, all right, not letting fear stop you, but letting the, the fear of the Lord empower you and just uh, to pursue. When I'm talking to a parent, I say, I understand. And I, and I affirm their, their responsibility. Concerns, I affirm right. them as the parent. 
and I take a student, and I have a student just recently that wouldn't couldn't go. All right, and I said, honor your parents. God will honor you honoring your parents. Don't get angry. You're disappointed, but honor your parents. When it comes to your your personal walk now, is there something in your own heart that is sparked when you go on mission trips personally? The greatest joy I honestly get is watching what happens with these students, mm. especially when you go back to a place continually. You kind of begin to know what to expect as far as the mission, and uh, and those students all of a sudden just having those those moments, those aha moments, those right. God moments. And so that that lights me up. I mean, going over and over and over again uh, to the same, to a same place. And, and actually, I guess maybe the fam- being trusting and familiar, I forget about risk at mm-hmm. some point personally. Sure. And then I do focus on the young people and them being able to not miss something. Every time there is something different that God lets me personally experience, whether it's something... Um, through an interpreter or a glimpse of a child. We've got on video uh, uh, this last trip when a child opened the box. Right. And ju- you know what I'm talking remember, about. Yeah. And he jumped up and down. He was so and giddy. He was, he was just totally giddy, just looking. He, he didn't pick anything up, just looked in. And I went, that is so what this is about, you know, and just, just reaching in. And here's what I know. That Haitian boy, is he going to be open to the gospel now? Absolutely. Right. I was looking through some old pictures from 2010 just this week. I saw some of your leaders. They were eight years younger. Yes. That were not doing what they're doing today at the level they're doing right. today. God has raised them up. That's right. And I saw them. And I said, look there. And then I, and I knew, remember my last trip, and I'm going, they're in charge of leading others yes. on, in Haiti. And, and they were just kind of getting their feet wet and doing some interpreting then. That's correct. Our vision is to raise a generation of Christian leaders, but I see that vision alive in you, Keith, and how you have brought students on the journey with you. You know, you had mentioned, I'm not going to go back alone. I'm going to go bring people. Or I'm going to empower people to lead trips. And I think, I think the local church needs more of that. If we're going to see the local church as the greatest force for good, let it permeate with the lifestyle of missions. International missions can be the catalyst for that. In essence, we serve the world, but the world is at our doorstep now. I'm thrilled for what God is using you for in the life of students, but also with missions overseas and at home. But I'm thankful for your friendship. Any final thoughts that you would like to share on in your life or missions? I could talk for hours about this, probably. One of my, my prayer is often when I pull out of my driveway, God, don't let me miss any good thing you have today. Mm. And knowing that every good thing comes from him. So in essence, I don't want to miss him, whatever that looks like. And that might be, I might be in the classroom. It might be in a conversation at somewhere. It might be, uh, you know, hanging out on the sideline of a football game on a Friday night, like last night, or, or talking with a parent or you know, whoever. So. Yeah. Well, Keith, I thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship. And I appreciate you sharing this conversation with us today. Well, thank you for the invitation, always. To, thank you for the invitation to go to Haiti. Thank you for the invitation today to share this time with you too, Tim. Thanks for listening to the New Missions Podcast. I'm Tim Detellis, and I want to remind you, your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go. For more episodes of the New Missions Podcast, simply visit newmissions.org forward slash podcast. That's newmissions.org forward slash podcast.